Hey, Rockstars, Andrew Houston here with another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. I got my man, Isaac Barlow, with me from Busy Busy. Um, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about one of the most critical areas that's affecting contractors, which is building an A-team, from attracting them to hiring them and what we can actually do about it. So I'll get uh, Isaac to introduce himself in a second, but I don't want to waste much more of your time in the sense that, you know, is this podcast for you to keep listening to? Well, let's see. If you're not a contractor and you're not really interested in growing your business or you are a contractor and you don't look at leveraging the team, uh, if you're any one of those following things, you probably want to turn off this podcast. If you are a contractor and you really want to improve your business, you want to take it to the next level and you want to sort of leapfrog decades to days and doing things a little bit easier with no bullshit tactics, then stay tuned in. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. So, Isaac, welcome, brother. Thanks, Andrew. How's she going on your end? <laughs> really good. Really yeah, good. Just like I said, I was jokingly earlier, right? Busy, busy, right? Yeah, that's right. We have, oh, we have been so, very busy, busy. That's awesome. So tell, uh, just maybe segue, I'll, I'll list out, you know, sort of the agenda, right? We're going to talk about, you know, how to attract qualified talent, you know, how to create a bonus system for your crews. We're going to touch on developing a healthy culture um, and, and other aspects around hiring. Uh, but before we get into that, Tell us a little bit about your company, what you guys do, and a little bit of your, you know, sort of your, your vision. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my vision is really the key of it because I grew up in the construction industry and my main problem, I'm an analytical guy. I try to figure out everything. I try to know everything and understand everything as best as I can so I can make more money. And my main problem was gathering data from the field. And when I say data, I mean specifically the data it takes to help you make more profit. The, the variable data, like how long does it take to do something? How long does it take to accomplish something? You know, when we bid jobs, um, you know, I'll use, I'll use excavation as an example. I'll bid a sewer line and say, well, it's going to take me, you know, a, a track hoe and a loader and a backhoe and whatever this amount of time to get this sewer line in. And being able to track against that and get that data from the field so that you understand if you use the resources you thought you were going to use to accomplish the task that you thought you were going to accomplish. Yep. And just getting that communication back, that's what Busy Busy does. It allows you to, to manage your time, manage your payroll, be able to job cost and allocate that time to different projects or tasks within those projects, all customizable. Um, because we come from the industry, we set it up super simple, make sure people can use it. Like to me, um, the competing brand for Busy Busy should have been easy, easy. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what contractors like the most. And so we focus on that. But it's collecting that field data. So we also collect um, photos and reports, you know, let people give their photos, reports, notes, all those things. Basically have all the information they need on their job site to be able to see whether they're winning or losing. And to me, that's 
that's really the key behind it. And today we have about 50,000 users and, you know, customers across the U.S. and Canada. That's amazing. A little, little bit international. And, and we retain really well. So I think customers are fairly satisfied with it. Good, man. So, you know, segueing now into this topic on the hiring front, people might be listening in going, what the hell does that got to do? What does this app have to do with, you know, attracting qualified talent? I mean, you know it, I know it, but let's, let's discuss it. So okay. tell us a little bit about that. First off, when you're hiring talent, I mean, you take anybody Gen X and, you know, I guess I'm the younger side of Gen X, but anybody my age or younger, they kind of expect you to have some sort of digital technology app when you run your business. It's like you hire someone and say, okay, this is how we do it. You fill out this note note card or time card on paper at the end of every two weeks. It really sends a message that you're really not up with the times. And there's a lot of people that will identify that and say, you know, like the younger generation, for sure, they'll identify that and be like, wow, you're not really on top of your stuff. And honestly, that's pretty true. You know, today in today's world, back when Back when we were doing it when I was younger, you just didn't have any options. Today, you have a lot of options and, and you should be taking advantage of those options. You know, it's like um, an excavation back 20 years ago, there were some of us using GPS, you know, to, to basically make sure all of our grading was done right, like automatics on our machines, everything like that. Today, if you don't use GPS, you're going to go out of business in yes. excavation. Yeah. So it's really the same. Um, that you've got to be able to have that data and and people can say well yeah i'm not in excavation so how's that apply to me well the way it applies to you is if your competitors using better systems than you and they get better information than you get then they can start making better decisions they become more profitable more competitive and they're able to really outpace you in the industry and you know and i'm not trying to say that like a fear tactic i'm just saying it's an evolutionary thing it's just evolving more and more people are using this kind of stuff all the time and if you don't evolve with it, then either one, you're just losing out, missing out on a ton of profit that you could be having, or two, your competitors get stronger and stronger and they attract people better than you attract people. It's so true. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. Um, I appreciate what you said that you, you know, you, you're trying not to make this fear tactic. Um, I'm going to counter that and say, um, if it takes scaring the shit out of you today to get you to take action and it's a fear tactic, maybe that's a bit of what I might take today. Yeah. Um, to scare true. you into taking action. I don't give a shit, but if you're a contractor out there today and you have not brought technology into your business, you're already way behind. And I'm going to, I want to, I want to address this from the perspective of putting yourself in the shoes of a prospective person that, you know, either you think about your current team that you've got, I don't give a shit. If you got two people, a hundred people, fucking a thousand people working for you. Yep. Uh, these principles are the same. So I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes just to get you guys into the shoes of a prospective uh, prospect. Okay. Or one of your employees. All right. So, so let's go through that for a second. All right. So let's deal with the old way, right? Good old way, right? Like, which is like lucky if it's pen and paper. Okay. It's cumbersome. It's heavy lifting. It's easy to uh, be misplaced. All right. It's all over the dash of the fucking tr of your guys' trucks. Okay. It's someplace where it shouldn't be more than likely maybe being used as toilet paper. I don't know. All right. Time gets filled out at the end of the week. So you got, no you got it, dude. How about that one? Okay. Isaac, like seriously, it's getting filled in. So if you're listening in and you're using manual time cards, 
and it's getting filled in at the end of the week, I'm going to tell you this. All right. If you're pissed off that the guys are not accurate, if you're pissed off that the guys are, you know, they're missing information or they're fudging information, I'll just put this into real perspective. If I was to send you, Mr. Listener, Mr. Contractor, to the fucking store to pick up 10 things, and I told you that you couldn't put it in a place where it's re retrievable, you couldn't put it in a place where it's an actual list, one to 10, okay, what's number one, what's number five, what's number 10, and I, and I said to you, here's the fucking list on a Monday, and now it's a Friday, and I expect you to know, okay, what was number five? What was, what was eggs? Which number was that? What was bread? Okay. There's no freaking way. I don't care how determined you are with all the other shit that you got going on, especially as a contractor. You got, you got hundreds of things. Guys, I'm an ex freaking electrician. Okay. Industrial controls electrician. The amount of shit that I had to think about, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different steps that I just need to know from a skill set perspective, guys. And then you got this list of 10 things. You're not even going to remember it. Now, now we put it into the perspective of you're track, trying to track a client. Okay. So you've got these millennials coming in and they've got this thing called iPhones. They've got, well, they, it's, they're already digital. They want it to be digital. Okay. So if you got the old way, just repicture re the old way. It's inefficient. It's inaccurate. It's freaking cumbersome. It's set up for failure. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is set. I'll say it again. It is set up for failure. That list of 10, that example I gave you, you would have failed. Oh, but I, you know what? I got seven out of 10. Oh, well, the other three things were, I don't know, maybe putting the safety on something, making sure that, you know, disconnect was locked off. Oh shit. Somebody got killed. Oh, well, I missed one thing on two things, three things on the list. No, I'm fucking deadly serious. Yeah. Let alone yeah. tracking time. I know I'm going on a bit of a rant. Here, oh, okay? I, I love it. I love it. It's true. It's true. Now we got your app. Now let's talk about this app. Okay. So we got this app, this busy, busy app. We know it works, you know, you know, and you're like, well, how Andrew, how the fuck can you say that this works? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Isaac on here if I didn't believe in it. Okay. And there's 50,000 other people that are using it by the way. So you're not alone. Don't tell me you're some fucking I'm special. I'm a special contractor. I'm different than everybody else. You know, I, you know, 50,000 contractors. Oh man. They probably don't service what, you know, the type of trade that you are bullshit. Of course they do. Okay. Yeah. So now we got this millennial coming in and what does it look like Isaac for the millennial? Tell me what is the better picture? What is the new version of these contractors? Well, when, when, what it looks like for the millennial, you're saying when someone's using our application versus not. Yeah. I'm talking about like a millennials coming in and, and like they're wanting to use this technology, aren't they? They are. They are. In fact, we get a lot of our referrals from one employee quitting one customer and going to another, like say they'll, they'll quit a job and they'll go to another job and they'll say, Hey, why are you using paper? Like there's busy, busy that does all this stuff. We actually get a lot of customers that way, which is awesome. So people automatically think the employees don't like it. They like it. And it's all about the way you pitch it to them. And I'll get into that in a minute, but first I'll answer your question. So millennial comes in, what it looks like, you know, if you think of what does a person want when they come into your company? They want, yes. to be part of a, they want to be part of a winning team. They want to have opportunity. They want to feel like they can succeed. They want to know you're successful because if you're not successful, how do you pay them more? How do you give them opportunity, raises, advancement, training, all those kind of things. They want that. If you're anything but that, you're just a go-between until they find a better job. I mean, you nailed that's it. really you nailed it. it. You nailed it. Okay. Guys, think about this for a second. Okay. So that's on the employee side right? That's on the employee side. We talked a little bit more 
on the side of people that are currently working for you. Okay. And a little bit of people that are looking at, at applying, but I'm, I'm going to give you another indicator. Okay. Another indicator. How many people listening on this podcast have had, if they were lucky enough, had an applicant apply and they don't show up to the interview. You're like, this is bullshit, man. You know, he, this guy, these guys don't show up. There's nobody good out there. No, no, no. I want to be clear to you. The reason that people don't show up, okay, and that could also be why your team doesn't show up to work at the level that you want them to, is because there's not enough value. That's it. End of story. If it was valuable enough for them, they would show up to the interview and they'd show up the freaking work. Okay. So how do you provide value? Guys, this is one of the core ways of providing value. Like Isaac said, you know, they want to be part of a team. And part of a team also means being able to have the right level of communication. Okay. If they don't have the freaking tools to be successful, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not boasting, but I'm just being straight up. I was a fucking A player. Okay. When I was working for people, I, it was, it just like, a lot of contractors, the guys that are the A players are naturally inclined. Okay. They, it's just like throwing a football, right? They, 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 you gave them the ball, they could throw a spiral. Nobody taught. They just, they just get, they're inclined. Okay. So there's a lot of inclination involved. Okay. Now with that being said, okay. A players want to be recognized as being performers. They do. Right. If they're hitting in a goddamn time card, that's a week later and they can't remember what stuff that they did and they cannot be recognized for their ability to perform. What do you think is going to happen, Isaac? They're, they're going to leave because, you know, you, you look at, you know, your title here, the coach, right? Yeah. It's, it's literally just like a football team or basketball team. If you're an A player and you go team, go to a team that doesn't have their shit in order, they're not tracking their stats. They're not, they're not, they don't have the ingredients of a winning team. You're gone. I mean, that's the reality. You're just, you want to be part of a winning team. Totally. All right. They're going to, they're going to, you know, again, not fluffing feathers, but you sure shit better pray that, that you don't have any contractors in your area that are part of profit for contractors. Cause if you, if, if you've got contractors that are in your area, that are part of profit for contractors in conjunction with using like busy, busy and come comfortable with that. Right. They yeah. are going to eat your lunch. Okay. They will. They, they will. Out. They will because of the value that is being brought to the employee, right? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And A players, I love that you talk about A players. A players, they love to be tracked. People often say, oh, I don't know if my employees want to be tracked. Really? Your employees don't want to be tracked? It means you might not have the right employees because A players, they want to be tracked because they want the data. Like, like you know, like say NFL, NBA, which, which guy out there doesn't want to be tracked? Totally. doing a good job. Totally. You know? The A players are the guys that love the stats. Right. The old Michael Jordans of the world. And we can bring whatever, you know, sure. new players to the table. But everybody knows Michael Jordan. Everybody knows Wayne Gretzky. I mean, these guys knew their stats. OK, these guys are looking at the scoreboard. By the way, look at the playoffs that are happening right now. OK, I swear to God, if anybody's watching hockey, if you don't watch hockey, even just watch it for literally less than 60 seconds and see how many times the heads of the players on the bench do this. Yep. Constantly right. looking at what? The scoreboard. Why? Yep. Because knowing what the score is allows people to make what? Better what, Isaac? Decisions. Decisions, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. And those decisions are meant to do what? Perform better. That's right. Right? It Win the game. Players. Okay. So it's because A players like to compete. 
they love to fucking compete, dude. I love to compete. I mean, dude, Isaac, if you and I went out and we were playing road hockey and we had a handful of contractors come here to play road hockey, I guarantee you we'd all be keeping the score and we'd be doing whatever it fucking takes to fucking win. And that's not even a game that pays us money, let alone we don't fucking. So here's my little scare tactic. Yep. You're listening in, right? Mr. Listener. And you're like, yeah, that's true. Andrew, that's true. We would keep score if we were playing a game of road hockey or yeah. whatever, you know, game football or whatever, just playing around. Right. Well, here's the thing. You're not fucking, you do that playing road hockey and yet you're not doing that in your business. You're not setting up your team to do that. Oh yeah. But yeah, but I've gotten, I've gotten by without having to use, Oh yeah. Guess what? You're ticking time bomb. Okay. I right. guarantee you, if you don't have a system like busy, busy, if you're not using these principles like profit for contractors and, and things of that nature, building a culture, right? And getting your team involved and setting up an, an A player environment, then you're not going to have A players. And the A players that you do have are going to go look for an A player environment. Period. That's, right. that's it. Yep, That's right. That's it. So, so guess what? You know, and no offense, no offense. Um, I might piss off a bunch of people listening to this. Okay. You fucking deserve it. If you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to any of these podcasts, the no bullshit podcast, it's, it's no bullshit. Okay. And you're not applying these things and taking action on these things, especially in the world of like, honestly, the cost of the busy, busy app. I'm, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it, but really for the benefit that it gives you, it's like chump change, man. It's fucking, it's pennies in the pocket. Okay. Compared to the ROI that you're going to get out of it. Okay. So there's no excuses. You deserve it. It's one thing if you're not aware of this stuff, but if you're listening to this podcast right now, now there's no more excuses. You're now aware that you need to use technology and that it, this is going to help you attract more A players. It's going to help you retain more A players. Okay. So let's get into the next talk. I think we've, I think we've nailed that one. We got, we either, we pissed off enough people, scared enough people, or we made people go, Hey man, this makes sense. And I'm going to take some action. So it's going to be one of those three. Hopefully you're going to take some action. Okay. It's so the next topic. Let's talk about creating a bonus system for our crews. Let's okay. talk a little bit about that. Like, and why would we do that? Right. Because you're trying to motivate and incentivize A players. Like I love, even though we're moving on to the next topic, every topic you think about, you should always think about A players <laughs> because, because if you, if you want to make a lot of money in your business, attract and retain A players. And if you have B players, you try to train them up to become A players. Absolutely. If you want to make money in your business, you attract and retain and golden handcuff your, your A players. And you know, you talked in the bonus system. So it's a great segue into this. How do you golden handcuff an A player? It's real simple. Like when I was out, when I was out doing my job, I, so back when I did excavation, okay. You know, this is decades ago. Um, I was in my early twenties and I, I would drive the highest profits of the, of the, any of the crews. Okay. And I always asked my company, I'd always say, can you just give me an opportunity to participate in profit? Like, I didn't care if they raised my wage and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't raise their wage. I'm just saying, what does an A player want? They want opportunity and they want hope. They want to be able to win and they want to be able to get some of their winnings back. And so when you create a bonus system, then you start giving them the opportunity to kind of drive their own success. And that's part of those golden handcuffs because an A player, if they don't feel like they have opportunity, they either go find it or they go make it. That's that's the reality. They're going to find Say it again. I, I, I heard of it, but just be clear to everybody because I want you guys to understand what these mean. They're either going to find it or they're going to make it. Okay. Yep. Finding it means they're going to go and work for somebody else. That's right. Making it means they're going to do what? They're going to go compete with you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. No question. 
it's it's just their nature. They have to compete. If you don't give them a way to compete within your company and a way to earn opportunity and hope, they're going to find it. Some Guys, I sold my automation business to my biggest competitor. How the fuck do you think that happened? How did that happen? It happened because the biggest competitor cannot figure out what systems and processes and technology that I was using. And they were using pen and pencil and paper and like... They just didn't even recognize, right? And I had bonus systems for my guys. You know, guys, if the guy, here's the thing back to culture, okay? And we didn't yeah. use that word yet, but you know, you're creating a culture of A players, okay? A culture of A players also means that the owner is not greedy. That's right. That's true. Right? A culture, right? There's, you know, prof for contractors, there's bonuses. You know, when I, Houston contracted, there was bonuses. Now, why bonuses? Well, guess what? You know, the guys that are playing right now and going for the Stanley Cup, do you think that they're going to get some bonuses if they win the Stanley Of course they are. <laughs> of course, guys. Okay. The, the coaches, the players are, the freaking water boy is, everybody. Okay. But guess what? But everybody benefits. That's right. So, so don't be scared of a bonus system from the perspective of you're losing profits. Look at it as an investment, right? Yeah. And, and how should they look at it as an investment, Isaac? Well, I'll, I'll tell you also why they're scared of it. It's because you're not tracking your data. So you don't even know what you can bonus. Dude, that's that, gold. That, that's the reality. Like, like, you know, most people would say, well, yeah, if you're going to go out there and you're going to make me, you know, $10,000, I could give you part of it, right? But the problem is your A players are making you a ton of money, but you're not tracking it. You're not aware of it. And potentially, okay, I'm just going to say potentially here, your B players and C players are sucking that profit out. And so your A players are getting frustrated. So if you're not tracking it, it's going to feel like, I don't know if I can bonus them. If you are tracking it, you're going to know what you can bonus them. Okay. And then re-ask your question. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, no. I mean, no, I'm just, I, you're, you're totally bang on. I'm just like thinking to myself, like, again, bring it back to the, the characteristic of an A player and that this A player is actually amplified just to let everybody know because of you know, the, the next generation, right. The, the, the gen X, right. The, the, the millennials, the generation after that, they're all, everybody wants to, in all honesty, they, they want to get rewarded. Okay. And they want to know, they want to know that there is a reward for performance. I'm going to tell you is this. Okay. Think about right now. So you're, you're listening in again, no bullshit podcast. So we're all about you guys taking action and getting, getting value out of this, which you should have gotten value already, but value out of this. Um, I like to, I like you guys to have a bit of an action plan. So I give you guys some strategies. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a strategy right now. Okay. So all listeners think about pick one A player. So you got that you guys got your A player. Yeah. Okay. Now you got this A player. This is the person we want to keep. Okay. How much data does the A player have, let alone you? How about both of you? How much data do you actually have of what defines this person being an A player from a data-driven perspective? If your answer to that, out of a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like, I use the Busy Busy app and I got all the data, I know exactly who my A player and A players are. I know what the difference is. I know what the, I know what the key performance indicators are. Okay. That, you know, that, that drive these people being a players. Okay. If you're a 10 out of 10, God love you. Okay. If you're five out of 10, you got a serious problem and you've probably already lost a players because of this. If you're anything below anything actually below a seven, 
because of technology being right at your fingertips, there's no excuses. Then guess what? Back to what I said earlier, then you deserve what you get. Okay. But if you've got the data on an A player, okay. So now you've done a bit of an audit listening in this podcast. Okay. You've identified who an A player is. Hopefully you've identified all of them. Okay. Now that, that more than likely, if you don't have the data is just emotion driven. It's mm -hmm. not data driven. And the problem with emotion-driven things is we've experienced this as proper contractors. Who you define A players is based upon how much of a freaking buddy-buddy you are with them versus how much of a true performer they are. <laughs> so true. So, guys, honestly, get as much emotion out of the equation. The best business owners, we call them champion CEOs, do not base their majority of the decisions on emotion they based it on they based it on data because data proves things out so coming back to the bonuses if they've got the data right isaac what does this allow them to do from a bonus perspective it allows you to not only bonus them okay but it allows you to incentivize them so that they continue to make more profit for you that's the reality is you're you're going to make more money because that's how a players work and i love the safe player theme but and I want to ask, you know, just a quick other reference to sports, but think of your favorite teams, hockey, basketball, football. Have you ever seen an A player take a lower wage to be part of a winning team? You know, yes, because they want to be part of a winning team. They want to be part, they want to win. Totally. It doesn't mean they'll take a ton lower wage, but I'm just saying they want to win. And if you're not tracking them, if you're not giving them these bonus systems, if you're not giving them opportunity, I have A players on my team here at Busy Busy that I promise you are here because they want to win more than they are because of the money. And so they want to be part of that winning team. And if you're not tracking, if you're not doing these systems, you don't have the signs of a winning team. You don't have the feeling, you know, because they want to know back to my reference earlier about the BNC players sucking the profits out. They want to know that the rest of the team isn't dragging them down because even oh, if they're yeah. taking a little bit less money today, they know they've got opportunity to make more money tomorrow because they know we're all a team. We're all working together. And to your point, when you talk about you deserve to lose, um, I agree. And the main reason I agree is because you're a leader. And if you don't learn what it means to be a leader, you do deserve to lose. Like a, a leader is a coach. You're, you're, you're the one that's supposed to be given the team an environment that they can win in. If you haven't created the environment they can win in, you're not the leader you're supposed to be. And this comes back to a healthy culture. Okay. So, yep. you know, we've been talking about culture. We, you know, I don't know if we need to go that much deeper into it. We're going to wrap this up shortly, but I, I want, I want to give another a little bit of an audit for everybody listening there. Okay. You ready for it, Isaac? Yep. Ask yourself this question. Who do you spend the most amount of time with? Hmm? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. do you spend it with the D player, the C player, the B player? Because they don't get things done because they drop the ball because, you know, you told them something and, and they come back and go, no, you told me something different and things don't, don't get installed properly. We got upset clients. We got all the, the, you know, paperwork's not being handed in. We got, guess what's happening? All this energy, you're creating a culture of B, C and D players because that's where you're spending your time. That's right. So if you're listening in and that is you, you can change that. But if you, so long as you focus in on B, C's and D's, you will retain B, C's and D's. But who is not getting the attention, Isaac? The A players. Right. And they fucking know it. A players want to be recognized. But they if do. all you're recognizing is the fucking chaos, 
okay, of these people and, and, and lack of performance of these people, then you are going to lose aid players because aid players want to be recognized. Yep. Back to what we talked about regarding the dashboard. So that's actually a culture of, you know, this is a culture of like micromanaging and this is a culture of leadership. Yep. Okay. Right. right. Or you could call it, this is a culture of a victim mindset. This is the culture of a victor. Okay. All right. People that are winners. Okay. Yep. Winners hang with winners and support winners and, and, and deal with winners. They know over here that if the data shows that this person is that, you know, these people that use busy, busy and, and, and this kind of app, they're only going to have a and B players. And if, like you said earlier, if they do have any B's, the B's are becoming A's. Otherwise the B's are gone. There's no C's. That's right. There's no D's. Why is that Isaac? Because the, what you just said earlier, they suck your time away and they take, and they suck your profits away. So right. they take away the opportunity for everybody else. Right. And as a, as a champion CEO, having this data allows you to make the right decisions instead That's of right. like, this guy's a, this guy's a D player, C player, B player. But man, I, I really like this person because we go for pints together. Trust yeah. me. The minute that you start to see how much money that they're robbing from you, how much money you're losing, <laughs> a different emotion comes in, doesn't it? That's, That's right. It does. It does. Right. Which is like, fuck, screw this. Right. So, you know, I think one of the last things just to wrap up on is tell us how can, how can some of this data determine just really quickly, whether or not a new hire is needed? Um, okay. Good, good question. And, and I want to, I want to just comment real quick for your listeners. You need to start when you talk about shifting your cultures, you need to, you need to just take a term and adopt it. And that is data driven. You want to be a data driven company. Um, I, I said this to a group. I, I went out and did a seminar with a group out in Minneapolis. And I said, if I was going to come out and compete with you, now I'm talking about an excavator, but this works in any trade. I would come out, I would hire key players and I would say to them, your number one job is to collect data. And your number two job is to do your job. And within two years, I would dominate the industry in that area because that's how, because of all the stuff that comes from data, because of you now have the data which is your question, you now have the data to inspire and motivate A players. So yeah, I might take I might take a slow start in the beginning because I'd say your number one job is you're collecting data. Your number two job is you're getting your job done. I might have a slightly slow start in the beginning, but what's gonna happen? Immediately, I can start using this data to start making better decisions. And real quick, I'm gonna move from, you know, a moderate performance to a maximum performance, and then I'll keep going. And then that data, that starts telling you where you can, where you should hire, like your question is, how does it tell you? Well, for example, if I talk to you and you're saying, and I say, how profitable are you in your company? And you say, well, I'm, I'm about 5%. I have about 5% net profit, which, which honestly is not uncommon for the industry. In fact, sometimes that's really good. I say, okay, so do you want to grow? Do you want more jobs? And they'll say, well, I want all the jobs I can get. Are you sure? Because once you start tracking your jobs, you realize that on some jobs, you're making 20% profit. On other jobs, you're losing 15% profit. And so your balance is 5%, right? So now if you grow, if you grow in the wrong direction, like you grow on the 15% losses, you're just running your company into the ground. So if you're data-driven, if you track your data, and this is to your question, you know which jobs are profitable and you don't do jobs that aren't profitable or you don't bid jobs that aren't profitable or you make sure you give a profitable bid and if you don't get it, you don't care. And so then, then you say, okay, I've got more work coming at me and there are all these 20% profit jobs. So I know I need to hire more A players. Well, isn't it interesting, right? If data can help you retain and attract A players, it can help you attract 
and retain A clients. Absolutely. Class A clients. <laughs> oh shit! What? What did the what did the coaches say, guys? I'm fucking serious. Building an A player environment creates an A player client base. Okay, it absolutely does. Yeah, creating a B, C, and D player team members creates a B, C, and D freaking client base. And and look, so I've already given two audits. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: how well, based upon data, out of a scale of one to ten, can you rate your client list right fucking now? Either by the name of the clients and or the type of work. If you can't tell me from a data-driven perspective, which ones are the A clients and what type is the A type of work, and you score yourself out of 10 on this, a seven, a six, anything below a seven, I'm going to yep. tell you right now from this point on, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, hope, hopefully you're going to take some action. You deserve it. You deserve it because you, from this point on, you're allowing it to happen. So guess what? I'm here as your coach. Okay. And whether or not we know each other or not, I'm holding you fucking accountable because you should be holding yourself accountable because there's something that you can do about it. Okay. And using an app like busy, busy and, you know, other, other, other data points as well. Okay. So we're focusing on, on busy, busy today, but there's so many other data points that we need, right? If you're not even looking at your profit and loss statement, guys, I know this isn't busy, busy, but if you're not looking at your profit and loss statement at a monthly basis, and you're waiting until, and here you are again, you're like, this is me. And you meet with your accountant once a fucking year. Well, I hate to tell you, hard to change the scoreboard when the game's already over. So true. <laughs> oh, shit. We lost, man. We should have done this. It's, no, no. You need to have this data back to busy, busy. You need to have the data real time, on time, all the time. Yep. True, and that that means you need to be able to know uh, at any point in the progress. Uh, we we get our clients to create what's called a basic version of it is a progress to profit board. It's not it's not a job board. People are like yeah, it's the same thing as job board. No, no. What's the difference in the title? Progress to what? To profit. Are you progressing to profit? Okay, your your busy busy app allows you to do that. Correct. Yes, it does. Like real time. Yep, real time every day. Every day, so the guys can look at what they quoted. They can look at where they're at. It's a two-month project. It's a one-week project. And they're like, halfway through the week, are we on or off track, right? That's right. Huge. Absolutely huge. Okay. It, it so wrapping this baby up, what would be one last thing that you tell the, the audience, to the listeners? Oh, man. Good question. <laughs> so already, I've already hit the primary points I'm looking for, which is data-driven, but um, last thing I, I would tell the audience is you'll find out when you start getting data that you start hungering for more data. So oftentimes people adopt busy, busy, and then once they adopt busy, busy, and they start seeing what they can do with data, then, you know, I used to talk about, there's other data points out there that you need. All of a sudden they'll start hungering for them. They'll st it, it, it starts creating a culture where you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm seeing information. I can start seeing what I'm doing. And you just start looking for more and more. So oftentimes we're, you know, a gateway to data. I love it. I love it. That's great. So you know, the gateway drug, the data. Yep. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's a way bad way of describing it, but whatever, you know, it, it really is. It's I'm addicted. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Most entrepreneurs, and here's one of the things I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said, Isaac. Most entrepreneurs, it is a strength. It is a weakness as most things are. Okay. 
we have addictive characteristics. Okay. Yeah, we do. Um, you're probably right now listening in. This would be like the fourth little audit. You're probably listening in. And if you're a firefighter, okay, you've gotten addicted to wearing the Superman cape, flying in, fixing a problem, flying in, fixing the next problem, not solving it, but fixing it. Okay. So the good news is it's okay to get addicted to data. And you will get addicted to data because it's part of your characteristic. You're competitive. You as an owner, I know in the bottom of your heart, you want to know the scoreboard. You want to be able to make better decisions. You do. I know you do. Otherwise, you shouldn't have been listening to this podcast. Okay. Right. So you have it in you. And that's my sort of thing that I want to wrap up on. It is natural for you to be able to use these tools because it's in our nature from a competitive, from an addictive perspective, from a data-driven perspective, from wanting to be the leader that we're meant to be, for wanting to be a champion CEO. So my final comment is take the necessary action, pause this podcast, go back to it, pick one thing. It means downloading the Busy Busy app, looking it up, checking it out, take action. Okay, I'm not asking you to take fucking 18 different steps, okay? What's the one thing you're going to take out of this that you're going to take action on? And that's what I want you to do. Okay. Because I know you can do it. All right. And if you want to get a little more insights, you know, where do they go, Isaac, for busy, busy? Busybusy.com. B-U-S-Y. That was complicated. Yeah. (laughs) That's a complicated (laughs) one. Okay. So if you want more info, you know, you want to check out busy, busy, do that. Just look up busybusy.com. You want to check out more information for proper contractors. You know, look at Profit for Contractors. Um, you can also go to the Profitable Contractors Association, our Facebook group, or let's keep listening to these podcasts and see what resonates with you. Just make sure you apply it, okay? And that's it. That's all. I'll see you guys on another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Great having you here, Isaac. This is round two. We'll probably have you back again. Sound like a plan? Yep, sounds great. All right, brother. Ciao. Hey, rock stars. Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.